Hey guys, this is Silent Struggle Podcast, and I'm your host, Devin. This podcast was created as a safe place to be heard, validated, and empowered through the incredible stories from the Black community. We talk to everyone from kids to grandparents. We touch on everything from investing to self-care, all while learning about the contributions and the struggles of the Black community. Again, I'm your host, Devin, and this is the Silent Struggle Podcast. If you're new, welcome. Thank you again for lending an ear. I hope you find this healing and empowering while also informative. If you're a regular, welcome back, and thank you again for your continuous support. I do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Growing as a community has always been the goal, so thank you for being a part of that. And just a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on the Silent Struggle podcast are those of myself and or my guests. The content provided is for informational purposes only. For more detailed information, please visit our website, thesilentstrugglepodcast.com. So today's mini-sode is Being Black Is. I have Raya Brown as my guest. Uh, Raya, let's start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what being black is to you. Okay, well, hi, everybody. Um, Thank you for having me on this podcast. I think it's super important that this is out there right now. Um, It's giving a voice back almost, you know, to people that have had to maybe be quiet in situations they they didn't really want to be quiet in. I was adopted in uh, Jordan. Uh, I traveled all over the world. I actually didn't live in America until I was 19. Um, And then I joined the Army. And then I was there for seven years. And then I ended up getting out of the Army and coming to Los Angeles. And that honestly goes into, like, what your original question was, is what is being Black to me? And, I mean, to me, it's two words. I think it's being Black to me is hard, but also, like, it's fucking beautiful. You know? Sorry, I don't know if I can swear on this. but truly, like, I'm so fucking glad that I'm black because it is beautiful. My hair, my skin, every everything about me is directly related to, like, your identity and, like, how it's built. And part of my identity is being black. And I think that's fucking beautiful. And I, I think... I think we need to be appreciated more, not not for my specificness, just like I see so many actors and actresses that could give a voice to people with being represented as black characters that aren't being given that voice. And I'm like, these people are beautiful and they're more, more interesting, honestly, than these same stories. Um, but then the hard part comes in where oftentimes I'm adopted and um, people will get try and give me two separate checks when I'm out at dinner with my family or... Anytime I see a cop, I really shake. I had a cop pull me over one of the like 8 million times in LA that his first question was, why are you shaking so hard? What's wrong with you? And that was the first time I realized in police presence, I'm really scared. Like I can be this tough, badass army uh, veteran, hippie stoner, but I'm also terrified of one thing and that's the police. When you first come to America, you said you were 19. What was that like your first encounter with the police? So I actually didn't have an encounter with the police ever in my life till I came to Los Angeles. Okay. Los Angeles is when I realized racism was real because, you know, I was raised in a white community, essentially. I was raised very privileged. I had a lot of, I, ha- I was very lucky and blessed with the life that I got to live. 
And in the army was when I was really humbled by the people around me. You know, they came up, you know, a lot of friends, black black friends were like saying, um, hey, why'd you join, Ryan? I was like, oh, I, I couldn't give them a good answer. You know, I had all the opportunities in the world and yet I found myself there. Yeah. And it wasn't till in the army, it's not black, white, Latin, it's none of that. Like we didn't have time to see color. So I went from one bubble to another and then it wasn't until I got out of Los Angeles and I didn't have my uniform to protect me or my parents' job titles to protect me. It was, I got to experience what it was for the first time to truly be black. What was that? What was that like? The first thing I want to talk about is I know for a fact that cops are corrupt, especially in Los Angeles, because I'm going to tell you a, a darkness version of a thing that happened about five years ago. Um, and again, I don't condone this. I was a stupid kid. Like I was making real bad decisions back then. Um, but I got behind the wheel of the car because my friend can drive and I ended up hitting this girl's car. I was shit-faced and she got out of her car and she was like, you were driving, you were driving. Now, I need you to realize I'd grown up around complete privilege where I was like, oh no, I don't accept responsibility for my actions. Like, it's everyone else's fault. You know, I was still that person. Okay. Um, and so I turned, I turned to a friend in the car and I said, were you driving? And she looked at me and she knew what I was saying. And she said, yeah, I was driving. And of course, this girl who, by the way, I need to point out, she's, she's Latinx, um, a minority herself. And I'm standing before her telling her to her face, like, you're lying. And then she's like, I know, I, I saw you at the bar. I know you were drinking. I saw you buy shots for everybody. Um, and I said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And she said, well, I'm going to call the police. And I said, call the police. So that's like, here's the thing. I'm not realizing, I'm still in my, I'm a diplomat's daughter. I was a U.S. soldier mentality, you know. Um, nothing can touch me at this point. That's because I haven't experienced being black, really. Yeah. So I didn't have that fear. And so the cops come up and they're, and she's screaming. This girl is hysterical, rightfully so, because of the fact that I'm lying to her about hitting her car, you know. Um... And so the police come up and they're like, hey, and she's telling her story. And I'm I'm very calm about it because I know how to act. I've, I've been raised to act proper. You know, I know how to fit into, quote unquote, this white man's world. Okay. And so I look at the cop and he's like, hey, you know, we're going to have to give you a breathalyzer. And I said, that's fine. And here is the thing. My mother, as a diplomat, had been retired for a couple of years already. But I still have the privilege attached. So I looked at the cop dead in the eye, drunk as shit, keep in mind, and said, oh, that's fine. We'll get my mother on the phone. She's a diplomat. We have some lawyers that I'm sure, you know, we'll just stay here and they'll get through there. And, they said, and the cop said, is she in Los Angeles? And I said, yes. And he said, oh, you know what? And you saw the shift. You, we don't got to do that. You guys got this handled. It's fine. Immediately. I should have been in jail right now, bro. But I was such a piece of shit back then and didn't realize, like, the privilege I held in discrediting this minority in front of me because of my own white privilege in a fucked up way, you know? It was my own privilege. And then after that, it was almost... I, ha I ended up calling that girl and apologizing when we talked everything out in the end, but that was my first experience seeing how cops treat minorities in this country. All it took was for me to waive my mom's diplomatic immunity that didn't even really exist at the time anymore for him to say, you know what, you're good. So how did that interaction shape like views on like yourself? Like how did you, how did you view yourself after that interaction? 
I went through a lot of guilt after that because that was actually the first time I think I was ever accountable for my actions when I called that girl because um, it, it was the first time I saw how it was like a breakdown of all the times I've looked back and realized how privileged I was in my upbringing. And it didn't really click till a year later fully when cops started pulling me over a lot more. And in a way, I think that was my karma for how I treated that the previous situation was, oh, you wanna you wanna pretend like everything's fine. We're gonna show you what it really means to be black in a cop's world. And after that, it was like every other month I was getting pulled over and feeling violated by police and like I don't like to, I rarely will drive through Malibu because I get pulled over for my music being too loud. I won't drive through Beverly Hills because I got, I got my license taken away when I wasn't even driving the car, like, and the person drove off. Like, I really had to come to terms with my own blackness after that experience. Now you're realizing that you are black. What is like, what is your view of the world now at this point? Like, I'm pissed. (laughs) I'm, I'm pissed, you know, um, when George Floyd's death kicked off and I was, and I saw how little people continued to care or were being performance allies or this, it was angering. I have a, a white, a, a previous white male friend who some friends and I call side cry guy because he posted this video that went viral of him, um, like arguing with a police officer. And the cop pulled mace on him, but and he went viral for it. Everyone was applauding, and he posted it like la- uh, a month ago for the Black Lives Movement matter. But here was my problem with it, and it just added to my being pissed. Is that same boy had shown me that video over a year ago, and he wasn't talking about Black Lives that mattered. He wanted me to pat him on the back for, you know, look at me, I showed this cop. But all I could think about was like, if that had been me. I think I would have been shot. It would have been a different outcome, yeah. Absolutely. And it kills me to see how much people really don't get it. Like, think we're just mad for no reason. Think that this is this is something that just happened, you know? And I think it's good for my work because, you know, pain and, and understanding brings good work. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think there's a black person on earth that is not fed up right now. As we as we kind of wind down this minisode, if you could give any advice to any of the listeners right now, what would that be? <laughs> That's what, <laughs> let me think for a second. Uh, no problem. Any advice to our listeners? Be gentle on your growth. You know, it's not linear, and nobody is perfect, and. I think the biggest thing I want people to take away is that as long as you're learning forward and you're trying to be better than you were yesterday in all topics, be it racial injustice or be it LGBTQIA rights or government or learning about learning about anything, as long as it's a positive step forward, man, you're doing it right. Be easy on yourself. You definitely need to be gentle on your growth. You definitely need to be gentle in other people's growth as well and realize that you know it like you said it's not linear not everyone grows the same way the same rate absolutely man man well this was fun i'll let you let you get back to it and like thank you for having me on it was a blast
Thank you so much to my guest, Raya, for taking the time to be on the show. She doesn't have social media, so if you would like to connect with her, you can reach out to the show, um, the Silent Struggle Podcast at gmail.com, and I can go ahead and try to connect you with her. Again, Raya, I appreciate you coming on, giving your your background, um, and sharing your, you know, your thoughts and your opinions with the Silent Struggle. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Silent Struggle Podcast. So reach out, let us know about any topics you want to hear, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show. Today's show notes and all resources can be found on our website, thesilentstrugglepodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening. Before we go, remember silence is deadly. Speak up and speak out. Keep dreaming, keep hoping, keep going. Bless. Bless.